Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of EMS Insight, or at least I should welcome myself back. I guess it's it's been uh, about two months or so since I released the last podcast, so I apologize for that. I have been just getting my ass kicked at work uh, with a lot of projects here and there, some pretty big stuff down the pipeline uh, from my side of it. Uh, but then also, too, on, on the side, working on some future planning for this podcast, working on some future business opportunities uh, with some online education, and especially working on the publication, uh, the EMS Director, that I've uh, relaunched this year. So uh, since that is finally now in print, thank God for that, uh, I've, I've got a couple more, uh, or at least some more time, that I can uh, dedicate to getting some podcast episodes out and uh, finally just getting back to some normalcy as the summer rolls around. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So happy EMS week for those uh, listening in the crowd. And uh, for for this episode, I wanted to take a look at uh, some challenges in EMS. Uh, one of the focal points of, uh, of the recent issue of the EMS director that I uh, am, am printing right now is, is on challenges. And uh, one part of that, that edition or that issue that I, I started is a, a column that is the EMS Director Forum. And the, the question I pose there is, you know, what are your top challenges as an EMS Director? And in looking at some of the responses that I got, uh, responses from email replies and then also from uh, some LinkedIn responses. So if, if you're not following me on LinkedIn, I focus a lot of my attention on uh, responses there. So look up uh, Tim Nowak EMS or Tim Nowak and you'll, you'll find me with uh, within my LinkedIn profile. But uh, with the challenges in EMS, I, I found, I guess, three primary themes. And you'll see this also printed within the EMS director issue that uh, the directors and other leaders within our industry also found to be big challenges. So let's address some of those really quick. Uh, one of them being the reality of EMS. And, and I think a lot of that comes down to the perception that we give the public uh, versus what the real you know, background of EMS is. The, the challenges that we face with staffing, the challenges that we face with revenue and reimbursements. Uh, so informing stakeholders appropriately and sometimes giving them the information that they just aren't prepared or don't want to hear uh, so that it's accurate and not the, you know, life-saving blah, blah crap that we, you know, portray all the time. Uh, not everything is going to be saved with Narcan. Not everything is going to be saved with the tourniquet. CPR doesn't save everybody's life. They don't jump off the cot with uh, shock from a Sicily. So really informing them on what EMS is. What is the cost of business? How do we make our money? How do we get our revenue? How do we sustain? And what do we need from the public in order to do that? So really focusing on reality of EMS uh, is a challenge. And for some people, it's an uncomfortable challenge. I think a lot of that even ties into, and you continually hear, the, the challenges related to uh, recruitment and retention. And, and really, I think one way that we should focus or refocus on this issue is to look at retention first, then recruitment. Because if we can retain people, then we don't have to worry as much about the recruitment aspect. You know, what do they say that, you know, it's anywhere from 
uh, like 25 to 40 percent of someone's salary to have to retrain somebody, uh, cover the overtime and all the other stuff that goes with it. You know, whether there's a magic number of $30,000 or whatever it is for your agency, you know, there's a lot of money that gets put into having to retrain someone or get a new member onboarded in a timely fashion. So that recruitment part really is a challenge. But instead, if we focus some more attention on retention, I would hope that the equation would balance itself out and that we wouldn't have to do as much recruitment. So being a challenge, you know, it's something that as a director or as a provider, really we do need to focus on. How much overtime can you work? Can you get burnt out? Uh, Does it affect your family life? And even as that director, how is that affecting your budget? How is that affecting your image? I was listening to another podcast this morning, and they were talking about some of this in relation to new providers uh, jumping from one job to the other every couple of years because they're not offering an opportunity for advancement or for growth. And that's hindering agencies. You know, it's one thing if a provider leaves your organization to go upwards somewhere else compared to if they leave your organization just to go laterally, just to do the same thing with somewhere else with a different patch on. That, that's a problem, and I think that's something that on the retention side we need to address within our organizations and within our industry as a whole. Another theme that I noticed uh, coming from other directors was the, the discussion and the concern and the challenge over professional development, the initial education. And by all means, I am all for transitioning our career field, uh, the field of EMS, the field of paramedicine, whatever you want to call it, uh, which actually will be the subject of debate in my next issue of the EMS director. But within our field, I think we do need to transition toward a professional approach. Uh, There's a reason why the nurses have a much better and a stronger reputation over us in EMS. There's a reason why the fire service has that as well. And I think a lot of that comes down to initial education, specifically degree programs. Being a paramedic should be an associate degree. And so I think that is something that we need to look for in the future. So focus on initial education. Yes, that's going to cost more. Yes, that's going to take more people out of the mix for a longer period of time. I get that. Uh, But that all leads to our forward progress Uh, in our professional development for the future so that hopefully we can retain people rather than see this as just a stepping stone and jumping to something else. Uh, Along with the lines of professional development would be that career advancement. What are the opportunities for people within your system, within your agency, to move up? And I can tell you for damn sure that, especially with the millennial generation, and I'll throw myself in that mix, uh, being an older millennial or a zennial, if you want to call it, If you don't give people an opportunity to move up or to transition or to have more than just the status quo, you are going to lose them. Guarantee it. You're going to lose them. So you need to challenge people. You need to offer opportunity because without that, you're going to be just cycling through this recruitment and retention process and problem continually, and it's just the death cycle of your organization. So even in the professional development world uh, comes the idea and the concept of continued education. Uh, I believe that people should maintain their national registry status. Uh, I would have never guessed I would have moved from Wisconsin to Colorado of all places. So I'm certainly glad I kept it for that reason. 
But on that stance of it's extra education, yes, and there are specific categories, yes, but it's showing that drive and it's showing that focus. And really for getting continued education, uh, agencies should be offering this internally. You know, face-to-face education should be offered internally. Uh, also, there's a number of opportunity, uh, opportunities online, uh, and there's a number of free opportunities online. Uh, the, the place where I work full-time offers some great opportunity for free education, and not just a couple of hours, but uh, we've got 60 hours of content already built on our system, and some of it's live, some of it's archived. Um, other free or other uh, paid uh, online apps and education sites, things like MediCredits, uh, for one, uh, offer CE opportunities. So there are a number of ways for people to maintain national registry status or maintain their state certification or license status from the continued education standpoint. So make sure your providers are aware of those. Help them. Pay for it. Uh, provide opportunities on duty for them to get these hours whether it's an hour piecemeal here and there, or if that means you have to support them some way or form going to a conference or going to a class or a symposium locally, offer that. Um, Heck, if you want to have somebody come and do presentations for you or do a symposium or do classes, uh, let me know. I'll, I'll gladly drive out, fly out to wherever you are, and we can work something out. Uh, you know, Of course, there's a fee involved for that, but... Uh, there, there are options. Uh, getting hours should not and is not that difficult. So uh, a lot of opportunity there on our side to promote professional development, maintaining our own hours and credentials, and, and really just helping to get your providers through their, their time and, and making their time valuable. Uh, seat time is one thing. Quality education, on the other hand, is what we need to focus on. So there are a number of great opportunities out there to get quality education. Sometimes you have to dig to find them, but once you find that source, once you are able to tap that water source, then you've just got a great, unlimited, and wonderful flowing supply. So uh, even in that, encourage your people to read and look beyond EMS, uh, looking, at, looking at different trade journals that are out there, or even some that are industry-focused. Uh, EMS, uh, EMS1.com is a great resource amongst other online sources as well. Uh, I can't help but promote my own uh, publication, the EMS Director. You know, Looking at professional development as the focus, uh, we need to start transitioning and supporting and supplying that information. And it's, it's out there. Again, you might have to dig a little bit for some of it, but once you do find it, share the wealth, share the information with other people. So stop making some of the challenges exacerbate and just get worse. Let's start fixing them. Let's start focusing on professional development. Let's share the ideas and let's do education cooperatives and and work with our neighbors to cut down costs for paid education. Uh, working toward kind of a, a group buying or group purchasing power option uh, just in the context of education. Use that to your advantage. Focus on educating your community. Uh, inform them of the real-life challenges that you have and that things aren't all unicorns and rainbows. 
uh, that sometimes you are facing hard times and the consequence of not funding your service is going to be this, this, and this. And then also focus on your current people. Yes, we need to look at what's the future, how can we succession plan, what's the next step for the organization, but all that's going to be meaningless if you can't maintain your current people. So focus on retention as well, if not more, than just recruitment. So a number of challenges that face us within EMS and as an industry. So again, I'm Tim Nowak here with EMS Insight and Emergency Medical Solutions. I encourage you to continue listening. I appreciate you listening. I apologize for the two-month hiatus. I'm going to try to keep back on that once-a-week uh, once track. Um, email me. Uh, email me your ideas, any thoughts, any questions, anything you want to talk about. Uh, insight at emergencymedicalsolutionsllc.com. Uh, visit me on LinkedIn. Post comments there. I uh, get a lot of content from, from there. So linkedin.com uh, slash in slash Tim Nowak EMS, or just look me up by name. Uh, join in and subscribe to my subs- uh, uh, issue of the EMS Director, the publication. Uh, you can go to emsdirector.com, or you can email me at products at emergencymedicalsolutionsllc.com, and there you can get information on how to subscribe, uh, even if you're interested in writing. I- I'm glad to take in content from other people. So if you're interested in writing, I uh, Talk to me about submitting uh, submitting an article. I think oftentimes that's the hardest part of getting into that writing industry is is getting that first step. So I'll gladly provide you with that first step. So a number of options out there, uh, just ways to advance yourself, advance your organization, start building your own name, start building your own brand, and just building EMS as a profession that it should be. Thanks for listening. Stay safe.